Are you my podcast? 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 Mary Radzinski. Sarah Colonna. That's, oh, the voice of a holiday angel just came into my life. Thank you. A holiday angel with a a carton a month habit. That's who just (laughs) came into your life. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I mean, I have to say I miss you because I just spent so much time with you and I can't, I don't like it now. I don't like not you know, just having you stare at me in person and judge me in person. We had a lot of fun um, and we had a lot of people come out. We were in Fort Wayne, Indiana performing together and it was so much fun. And we had a lot of rumpers. Are you my podcasters? People don't always know what that means. Are you MP? Get it? And we had a bunch (laughs) of them come out to the show and it was super fun to meet a bunch of you guys in person. I know. Thank you so much for coming and just being so I almost want to and I don't mean it ironically, but the word precious. Everybody was so nice and sweet and kind. And it made my heart feel very good. We have the best listeners. Um, If any of you happen to be in Spokane, uh, December 8th through the 10th, I will be at the Spokane Comedy Club. So please come see me there for Spokane people. It is uh all my those on sarahcolona.com or you can go to spokanecomedyclub.com and get your tickets. And Mary, I believe you have a helium date coming up in Philadelphia. Yes, I do. I have a one nighter on uh, it's Wednesday night, December 14th. Very excited. I'll be uh, headlining helium Philly. You can get that at uh, marywardzinski.com, get tickets or heliumcomedy.com. And yay, go stand up, go stand up. Um, And so we do have a very fun podcast today. We have our Mitch interview, our interview with Mitch. I will say we had a lot of fun talking to him. We didn't want to rehash everything because we feel like everyone says, okay, we've heard that. We've heard that, you know, as far as like people in our, are you my podcasters group, which you guys should join. If you're not in there, search it on Facebook, ask to join. It's a very fun group. People were like, by the reunion and then the where are they now things started to get so rehashed and repetitive. So he knows he made us mad a bunch. We tell him that during the interview, which you'll hear. <laughs> he knows. Uh, and he already yeah. knew because apparently he listens to the podcast. So um, but we didn't want to rehash. Like, how did you feel about the thing that you said on the wedding day? Because we've all heard it. So we had more fun just talking about other aspects. I think we asked him some really good questions and he was a, he was all he was game. He was very open and honest yeah. with us. Yeah. He was a sport. I enjoyed him very much. And, you know, it was sort of nice, too, because both you and I had met him at, uh, when we both filmed after parties. So it was actually kind of like a comfortable, you know, it's like a real conversation. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we had with Kristen last week, which we loved. So if you haven't heard that, go back uh, last week and we had a great interview with Kristen. And so now we have one with Mitch. And then we are going to give you a full regular Thursday podcast right after the interview. Um, and this we decided to take a quick break from from TV so we can all have a fun holiday. And we're going to do something that's been very popular over on our Patreon. And we're going to do one for you guys um, for this a regular Thursday episode. It's Conversation Starters. And Mary found some very specific Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving conversation starters so you could use it for the holidays whatever but uh yes. we always have a lot of fun doing that and then 
as usual, we are giving bonus content on Patreon still every Thursday. So we will continue with a couple other fun Thanksgiving holiday related topics that Mary found that we're going to go over to Patreon and do. So if you can join us there, and this is actually a good uh, example for you of what the kind of stuff we do on Patreon. We just have a lot of fun. So go over there. If you can join us, please do. Um, You'll get Thursday bonus content as well as full regular episodes on Sundays that are just fun-filled, random topics, stories, whatever. We have a lot to talk about this coming Sunday about our shows in Indiana, but uh, uh, (laughs) um. I was uh, just coming up with it. I was just thinking of like, I used to talk about white claw or, you know, that whole ain't no laws with the claws. It's kind of like Patreon, like no bra on Patreon. Like it's all hanging out. That didn't quite work. Did so you, you just take it try to here. make bra on and Patreon? Oh, now it worked. Now it rhymes when I said it. So bra on Patreon. Nope. Anyway, ain't no rules is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> ain't, ain't no rules. Um, yeah. And also don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to give us a review if you can. It really helps us. A nice one, a little five star. Say something nice about us if you have the time. Uh, I think Apple and Spotify are the ones that allow you to leave a review. And, um, and then just know that next week we're definitely going to review uh, a, a couple of cheesy holiday movies. Um, so yeah. just you just have to keep Staying subscribed so that you know what's coming. And also just so you get it in your little uh, inbox Thursday and listen to it when you can. And then we still have an, another, we have a Stasha interview to air. So we've got uh, a lot of content for you guys. Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Our lives have gone to shit. Our personal <laughs> lives. But we have a lot of content. So we do appreciate your support. <laughs> listening, reviewing. Um, if you can support us on Patreon, we it means a lot. So Sarah and I aren't just speaking into a cave. <laughs> <laughs> a cave. I feel like I just crawled yeah. out of a cave sometimes. I know. Uh, I know. And we, yeah. And we do, uh, of course, have Are You My Podcast um, on Instagram that you can follow us. And we post what we're doing there, too, and clips. And we're going to post some photos that we took. Screenshots of us with Mitch. I don't know. Why not? Well, I mean, yeah. what else are we going to do with our lives? And if you do feel like you need to sort of mix it up for your brain over the holidays. There's an app that we can recommend to you. Mary, do you feel like you could name the most popular answers to five occasions where people might give a gift? I mean, yeah, but I mean, how much time, you know how I am under pressure? Yes, I could. Okay. I could birthday, Christmas, Hanukkah, um, when you pass your driver's test. <laughs> I mean, that's four. You know, so you would probably be good at fun frenzy trivia. You're right. I might be. I am kind of good at it because I'm kind of addicted to it. It's a free mobile trivia game with over 60 different categories, including music, TV, animals, celebrities, you name it. Some are easier than others. That is for sure. It's true. And if you choose the most popular answers to each question, beat the clock, you move to the next level. It is really fun. Have some fun this holiday week. Get yourself some trivia. All you have to do is go to the Apple or Google store, search for Fun Frenzy Trivia, and download it for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles, guys. Uh, We have Mitch with us. Mitch, thank you very much for being here. We're very excited. I think both of you are great. Even when you're digging at me, I think it's pretty insightful. And so, yeah, if you weren't so funny, I probably wouldn't do it, but you are. So, Well, that means a lot. It does. 
Well, listen, <laughs> yeah, it does. That's part of the, uh, the, you know, I said that when I saw you on After Party, I said it's a little scary sometimes to sit down with people that you uh, know that you've been critical of. But um, if you really, li- if you listened, you know that we were really rooting for you by the end and really found um, you to have a lot of growth and we find you funny and, you know, we, uh, we're not going to be any dead horses well, on you. You've, I was going to say, like, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Like, oh, what are things I want to ask Mitch that he would want to do differently or that he, you've literally said to the world, like you've literally owned up to everything that you were criticized for and then given kind of explanations and then also, you know, a pop. So it's like, I, mean, I don't feel, I don't know. I know you said you were saying earlier, like people have it out for you. I don't know if you're like a weird hybrid of a bunch of ex-boyfriends I had, but I just (laughs) I feel like I understand the way your brain works. So even when you stepped in a big pile of shit, I was like, "Eh," but he meant well, you know, I mean, sort of. Right. Am I right, Sarah? I I mean, I think, um, you know, obviously the, the show can never, you know, there's so much footage. It's impossible to show it all. So it is what it is. But like, I think, I don't think people who maybe the people who are most critical of me, I don't think they hate me and think I'm a bad person. You know, I'm not a liar. I'm not, you know, I'm not like my intentions are good. It's just, that's the human experience. And I'm part of it. Like, I mean, for the best, but it doesn't always come out that right. And that's what I'm really taking from this and just trying to learn how I can find that line. Like I have a really hard time finding the line between being honest and speaking my truth and, you know, like, I guess being considerate or just, or just laying it out there in a, in a, in a, in a really considerate way for others, you know, and it's, it's a hard line for me. Uh, and I just really want to find that middle ground, you know, that balance. Well, nothing like watching yourself on an entire season of reality <laughs> TV to, uh, yeah. to come to terms with that stuff. Um, you know, I thought at, at the reunion, it was interesting because we had seen you and Kristen have decision day and holding hands and walking off with all of us kind of like, maybe they can make it work. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, afterwards, when you got kind of ganged up on, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that just because Mary and I had a pretty specific opinion about that where we felt like you made it clear that you wanted to do right by Kristen and not keep the door open because that wasn't fair to her. That's not what she's looking for, you know? So when it was brought up afterwards, when you all got together and everyone kind of, I think Lindy kind of started it and then Alexis jumped in and then you had to sort of go, no, the door, you know, that wasn't me saying the door's ajar. Um, I, I, I felt you'd, sort of being like, wait a minute, this isn't, why are you guys starting this with me? Kristen's the one that said the door is ajar. Like we all kind of understood where you were coming from. I felt, um, not, not necessarily didn't make Kristen feel great, which I totally understand. That's a different story, but we did feel kind of like Lindy and Alexis instigated that. Did you feel that same way? Yeah, totally. I mean, I thought that was bullshit. I think, I mean, I don't really blame the other girls because, you know, they're Kristen's friends. They're only going to hear her side of the story. They got to stick up for their girl. Like, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, It's all good. But I did just, it's another just classic case of me being like, what the fuck? Like, I, I just felt like I was damned if I did. And I was damned if I didn't the whole time. Like, and I acknowledge, like, I guess in this marriage, like, 
I was the one with the problem. Like I dig deep. I tried my best. I, you know, but I didn't find those feelings. I didn't find that, that love. And I didn't think it was enough for me. You know what I mean? And, and that really sucked for Kristen. And especially when you're dealing with someone like me who doesn't always communicate things perfectly. But I think what's lost is that it sucked for me too. You know what I mean? Like the whole, the situation was not ideal for either of us. And Kristen, I mean, God bless her, her soul for, for even liking me at all. You know what I mean? Like I, (laughs) the last thing I was expecting on decision day was for her to say that. And I had already carried so much guilt about how I had screwed it up in the beginning that just the whole time, I, all I wanted to do is do my best, you know, be a sport, uh, uh, dig deep and just not hurt her anymore. Like I just didn't want to hurt her. And so when she said that about like leaving the door open in my mind, I was like, Jesus, like, no, like, you know I mean? I'm, we're trying to, we're sitting here talking about getting a divorce. Um, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to believe, you know, belabor the point at that time, because again, I just, I'm just going to go along with it. Cause I don't want to hurt her. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I was super not stoked that those girls did that to me. Um, because again, it just, it didn't come for me at all. And I, I went into that day totally resolute and like, what I wanted was the most amicable divorce, but a very definite divorce, you know? Yeah. And I think what sucked in that moment too, that Mary and I had talked about on the podcast is like, well, even, and when those girls started in the person that also ended up getting hurt again was Kristen. And that wasn't fair to her. Like just the, you know, there's a time and a place, like you said, to, to jump in and, and protect your friends. I know they they meant well, but, um, but it was frustrating to watch because we were like, oh, they they had that beautiful walk away holding hands moment. And then here yeah. comes that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sucked that she had her feelings had to be collateral damage again. Uh, and it's just that's the, com- you know, that's the complicated nature of, I guess, relationships in life. Like, I think those girls are actually trying to stick up for her, but it all went south fast. Totally. Yeah. I, uh, I want to ask you, so I know, so the one you're unique in us talking to you because both Sarah and I got to do after party with you. You're the only one that we both, um, got Mm, to sort of meet a little bit. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, you're so lucky. Yeah. But, uh, but I, we had a little chat when we met or you had said something that you had listened to the pod and that I had said something in an earlier episode about how I thought that you didn't seem like a reality show connoisseur. You seem, you seem like somebody who kind of fell into this accidentally. And they said with how excited his sister-in-law is, I guarantee that she had a part in getting him to do this show. And I believe I might've been sort of correct. Is that? Oh, you're so right. I mean, (laughs) that's why I like you too, because you're insightful. Like I, I mean, the truth is, I think all of us guys were kind of recruited. I mean, I think it's no secret. Lifetime, the demographic definitely is more female. Um, so I think they have to work a little harder to find the guys. And yeah, I mean, I'm the last person that would usually do this. It just happened to be the timing, it falling on my lap after like two years of COVID lockdowns and being single and lonely. And and also thinking that my life was actually, had really come together in a good way, except for the relationship, except for the life partner. So it was just all those things. And also like, I knew like, listen, my, I've been honest the whole time that my relationship history isn't, uh, you know, maybe on schedule for like what a 40 year old dude should or whatever be, you know what I mean? Like I've had issues. I, I haven't figured out really what I wanted. And I was totally upfront about that with, and all the workshops and questionnaires. So 
yeah, I just, I kind of on a whim went for it. And definitely my family played a big role in convincing me, you know, they, they were just kind of like, what do you got to lose? You know, like, give it a go. You haven't done, you haven't done the best job on your own. So maybe you should try to put your faith in some experts. So you still talking to your sister-in-law then or? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I'm all about taking accountability, right? So I'm not going to try to blame it on her. It's not like she's got that much influence to peer pressure me into doing something that I didn't find it in within myself to want to do. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, no. And and you even I know you sat down with them on the where are they now and and went over all that stuff. And um, and they they did ask you if you were dating and you said you had um, <laughs> had asked a couple girls out, but they didn't say yes, was what you said. <laughs> yes, I know um, rejection, too. I'm, the, I'm on the team, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, you're so, you're, yeah, your self-deprecation um, always gives us a giggle. We have a little mm-hmm. bit of that in us ourselves. So, um, you know, we we. We were curious. I was curious anyway about at the reunion too, which was um, once again. It seemed like you and Kristen had ended on okay terms, and then at the reunion, things seemed a little bit off. And finally, I I realized what was going on when she said, "Oh well, I watched the show back and realized he had a terrible time on the wedding day, and I didn't." Um, so I'm. And so I think the hurt just happened through her all over again. Did you guys communicate during that period? Like when the show aired, was it, what was that like for you? I know that you have have very much been clear about what it was like for you to watch it back and and see yourself and learn some lessons and all of that. Um, So I won't make you repeat things, but I'm more curious of watching it back for Kristen or did you guys communicate throughout it? Did you have someone to lean on in the moments of watching yourself and not liking things? Yeah. I mean, Kristen and I, we, we only communicated just like through a couple messages and texts, um, un, up until the reunion. And then we definitely, I think both of us had a little bit of resentment about things we'd said or didn't say. I was feeling a little hurt by some of the stuff she said on the after party, uh, about me, you know, that to me, it just, made, it, it almost seemed like, like if I was, if I was just a viewer, I'd be like, obviously they didn't, they didn't stay married. Cause I don't think she like, you know, no one who, like if she was my wife, I don't think she would say that kind of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I, I thought we hashed it out. We, you know, we, we all had dinner. Most of us had dinner the night before the reunion filming. And then me and her hung out afterwards and just kind of came to some clarity, you know, like she said basically that she was feeling hurt about watching the wedding and that, and that was like the day before, right before the after party. So it kind of all made sense. And, and we just sort of apologized and, you know, I feel for her. Like I, I was a, I was a hot mess on that wedding. You know, it, it, all, all my worst qualities came out because, you know, it just, whatever, whatever that expectation I had in my head was, whatever I was hoping for, I didn't see it right away. And I just freaked out, you know? So watching the wedding was really hard for me too, actually, because in the moment, I didn't realize how much of that kind of initial disappointment was coming out of me. You know what I mean? I didn't realize it. I thought, I thought maybe I was playing it cool because it was just such a crazy day, but watching it was really hard for me to see like that. I was just of all the things I was saying and yeah. Yeah. Not playing it cool. No, not at all, but that's okay. (laughs) Playing it cool is not my forte. By the way, that poor lady who trimmed your beard, she's the one my heart went out to on that wedding day. I just, yeah. That was, I was like, who, no. We're cool though. She, Lizzie's great. I mean, she's just, she's just such a sweet person. And yeah, I was at my worst. Uh, you know, I, I had it out for everyone that day. 
Well, um, and uh, oh, yeah, I feel like anyone who does makeup and hair on a reality show has probably been through, uh, seen all the different levels of stress that people go through. So yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I again, I just, I'm so, I find you so entertaining in the reality show sector because it seems like such an odd fit. Uh, but how much did the cameras and production affect you? And I'm, I'm, listen. I've never been on a reality show. I can only imagine it's it's kind of a nightmare. Um, but do you think that it affected you? Because I know you've mentioned being kind of an anxious person and then the need to sort of blurt the truth to fix things as you go along. How much do you think that just the cameras and all that played into it for you? I mean, it'd be impossible to say it doesn't influence you know, our behavior. I think it, it, you know, I, I really did, you know, because being authentic is so important to me, like it's one of my values, you know, and being honest is one of my values. Um, I did my best to just really be myself, but I did feel like a lab rat a lot of the times because, you know, it's just having that crew around you, it makes it harder to be natural. And also all of the, you know, to a certain extent, all of the situations that are filmed are, you know, they are somewhat contrived, right? Like, you know, it's, it's not like you always choose to go meet with Dr. Pia on the deck of some building, you know, so it is, you know, it it is reality. Like what's happening is real. It's unscripted, but it's, it's also like, we're going to throw you in a situation and then we're going to see what the reality is. So it's like a influenced reality or, you know, so yeah, it affected me. Um, But I think I think the thing, I think other things govern my behavior more than the cameras, you know, just how I was feeling, um, what I was feeling or what I, what I was, you know, the feelings I was lacking, those things govern my behavior, I think more. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, when you say situations obviously contrived, like I, you know, we're obviously everyone that watches it gets it. Like you wouldn't normally be like, Hey, uh, uh, let's all go to a going away party for Kristen. I mean, you probably would because you, you know, you guys are on good terms and you'd see her off. But when we were watching the, where are they now? And things are weird with Justin and in he comes and you're like this, nobody's doing this unless they, you know, the, the show's like, Hey, you guys all got to get together one last time. Um, I, I do feel like most of you are on good terms, right? The, the cast, is that accurate to say? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, Justin and Nate are actually, they don't hate each other anymore. That's, you know, that's a good, that's a good development. Um, you know, Kristen's kind of moved on. She's, she's back in the East coast now she's doing her thing. Uh, me and the guys, we tend to like kind of grab dinner or grab drinks like once a month or so. We're kind of like a little men's group now, you know, cause we Aww. went through this crazy experience together. Support group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because we are so different. Like, you know, like, I would have never crossed paths with any of them. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're, you know, I live in a certain bubble, you know, uh, and they do too. And I just, I would never would have been friends with them otherwise. And so I really do value that of like being friends with people who are really different and see things differently and we can kind of add to each other's perspective. So yeah, we're cool. I, I think everyone's cool. I mean, I guess the girls all like to gang up on me, like when they're supporting Kristen, but I never had any issues with any of them when it, we in real life, you know, like, yeah. Other than Sasha calling me a bitch once in a while, started to get a little great. <laughs> my favorite was when you're like, um, yeah, original. It rhymes with my name. Okay. You're not, you're not the first one there, Columbo. I know. That was really funny. It's like funny. she fucking came up with it or something. <laughs> you're like, I've been, I've heard that since I was four years old. Okay. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we all, I think we all get why people gang up and like, uh, you know, again, like we said, we, you know, there were moments we got mad at you and, and there were obviously times, but we've all, that's all been hashed out. And, and I thought it was interesting to see it where are they now and the, where are they now? And, um, you know, Justin and Alexis were having a hard time and, um, Justin came in and he felt like he kind of put himself on the outside. He didn't try to ingratiate himself in the group and he was kind of hanging back because he felt uncomfortable. And I did like that you went over and kind of sat next to him. And and then it made me think of when you talked about how you've always kind of been a little bit of an outsider. Is that sort of your, did you gravitate towards trying to help him out in that situation because you could relate to it kind of? Yeah, totally. I mean, I just felt bad for him. You know, it's just, I, you know, I think he's a good, like, I, I really believe that everyone on the deepest level is a good person and we just want love and we want to be loved. And I feel that for Justin and like, you know, actually I need to, I think Justin and Alexis aren't on good terms. I think that's the, I think that's the one couple that's not on good terms. Um, right. Just, Cause yeah. You know, I would guess that. They, yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, like yeah. there's, there's definitely lies. I don't know who's, you know, there's definitely, right. you know, they've got different stories and a lot of stuff, but yeah, I just felt bad for him because he just had, he, because of his sensitivity or the way he's perceiving things, he'd kind of created issues with a lot of the cast, a lot of our cast members. So he kind of came into that with, you know, he had issues with Kristen or issues with Nate, he had issues with multiple people. And so he, he seemed really isolated at while we were all hanging out and everyone else was kind of cool with wherever we were at. So I, I just felt bad for him. You know, like I was like, Hey man, I've been there. I've always felt misunderstood. Um, so let me help you out or let, let's just, let's just get you back. And I'm so glad that he kind of was able to make amends with, with yeah. everyone as, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. It was weird. It was interesting for us. Cause I don't think that we really realized it was a whole cast problem until then. And when he said something at the reunion about Kristen being fake and all these weird things we were, I was like, wait, what did this, I don't, I just thought Justin Alexis had problems and probably, and Nate, you know, I didn't realize, but Mary, go ahead. Oh no. I'm just, you know, I'm all over the place. I just, I was thinking back. I feel like the whole Morgan and Ben thing was just, if you've not that you listen to the podcast, but we feel like there was a lot of things we don't know. And I understand that there's things we're never going to know, but she seemed to be really ticked off about that nurse thing and it went on the whole season and then we felt like Ben apologized to a point that like I mean it, it was it was crazy and I just remember there was a scene when it kind of it all came out that Ben had been talking to Justin and I think at one point you're like okay yeah so he's talking to a guy who's going he's confiding in a guy who's going through the same experience like what what what's the problem here and i could never get past that because it was very clear that the girls all got together and supported each other and talked about their marriages so i just never really understood why that was such a big deal and why it made ben into this like villain and i felt like there was a little bit of the, you had that same thought like that would be a natural thing you do yeah I mean I don't think anyone understands it I, I think with Morgan it was I think her thing is trust it was all about trust and I'm sure if Ben could do it I mean Ben's the most apologetic dude ever yeah. I don't have to apologize for him but I think if he could do it again he probably would be like Morgan I'm just gonna talk to Justin okay live with it like you know what I mean <laughs> right, like right she's right. talking to her girls about about everything like why can't he but but she told him not to and he agreed not to and then did okay. it anyway and it was just about trust for her 
Okay. Yeah. That's, that's my best understanding. The rest is totally incomprehensible to me too, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you All have right. someone, did you have your, um, Justin to Ben, you know, did you have a guy that you really went to or did you more talk to your brother and your sister-in-law? Was there anyone in the cast that you could reach out to the most and, and trust when you had moments of when you no, feel like yeah. you really, yeah. I didn't, you know, I mean, I love all the guys, but I just, during the, the, the filming, you know, the two months, it, it was so much more um, intense than I thought it would be just the amount of hours. So having a full-time job that I'm really passionate about where I already go, I go in extra, you know, on that between that, you know, keeping my job and doing the filming, I didn't really, ha and just, and just living with Kristen and trying to, and trying to make that work. I didn't have a lot of extra time to hang out with, with the guys. And I think, I think the, I think a lot of the guys had more com things in common, like, you know, they would go to the gym together and stuff like that. And I wasn't really doing that kind of stuff. So I just mostly talked to my brother and, and, and like my friends about it. You know, I, I had, I had like, you know, platonic girlfriends too, that I would talk about stuff as well. And yeah. So luckily I didn't have any of those issues of like yeah. weird gossip feedback loops that occurred. Yeah. There were a few of those. Talking yeah. about uh, your job. Um, I know that you kept it on the, the down low. Uh, you know, not wearing a ring when you went to the meeting, yeah. and the hall, all that. <laughs> I'm curious, you know, what, how any, any comments from them in, in terms of how open is this at, at your job? Because I, did they, people watch the, the season yeah. or, yeah. I mean, I even kind of felt dumb after not wearing the ring because I mean, true. I think, I think on a deep subconscious level, that was pretty late in the game. And I think in my gut, I kind of, my gut knew that this wasn't was wasn't it for me, so I didn't want to like just have to talk about it with everyone. Perpetuate it, yeah. But the people I was already good friends with at work already knew, anyways, and so it's like I, I probably should have just worn it because it wouldn't have been that huge of a surprise to people, since gossip is a thing, you know. Um, well, you oh, didn't want to use it in again, the hot sorry. tub. So. <laughs> Oh, if I could have, if I could have been in that car and just put my hand over your mouth when you were like, oh yeah. yeah. And then there were so many girls there and then we had care. And then, you know, the after party. And I was like, Mitch, stop talking. Stop saying these things. And Kristen by uh, then was just like, okay. Yeah. And I think she, uh, you know, I think by then Kristen, um, it doesn't mean that she wasn't frustrated about it. Obviously she was, but I think that one thing she did feel and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, that does seem about you is that like, you're not going to, you're not going to go cheat on her. You're not going to go betray her in some way like that. Like, I think she had a pretty, she, you may have been hurting her in other ways at the time, but I, I think she felt pretty confident even when you talked about the ring and the hot tubs and all the girls that it was just a, you know, a, a Mitch thing where you were just talking about, giving too much information, but it was not going to lead to anything. Um, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it's, I don't remember how I remember being hung over that day and not in a good mood. So I think I was, I must've had a chip on my shoulder about something cause I was being even more extra than usual. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think my honesty and like, I really, you know, I really can only lie if I'm being dishonest with myself and not knowing it, you know what I mean? So I think, which did happen a bit, but Kristen knew, like, you know, if I cheated on her or did something bad, there's no way that she wouldn't be able to not see it or that I wouldn't blurt it out. So she knew that. And I think, um, yeah, it's a double edged sword with me. Right. Like that also hurt her, too, because I think she knew. 
you know, especially during the last month, well, actually the whole time, I guess, because I was, you know, I blurted out in the beginning, but I think she knew too deeply and it was hurtful to her because she could see that I wasn't falling in love with her and, and she wasn't getting what, you know, she'd hoped from me. Um, so that was hurtful as well. So yeah, the honesty is a double-edged sword, I think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I've got one of those at home. My uh, my partner of nine years, he he can't keep anything i mean it's just the i sometimes i'm like lie to me just don't yeah. tell me every little granular truth you know what i mean like i don't want to i don't want you to be deceitful but so i think that is another reason i just understood a little bit where you were coming through from because i know with him it's like well it's not the truth is right the truth the truth will set you free what well, i'm gonna just say whatever i'm thinking and that should be totally fine you know not really thinking about the delivery or the receiving of it but um yeah oh man yeah i'll tell you <laughs> well, yeah. but you know you've said and, and you said it now and you said it on uh, the reunion and you've repeated and you said it on where are they now like you are learning how to to have that balance like do you see yourself being able to to i think you said one thing that really struck me that you said on where are they now is that uh you know being with someone having a companionship is better than not you really learned that from this relationship and you obviously had a great sort of teammate companion in Kristen in that way right you guys were were teammates even when you were uh <laughs> butting serious heads um do, do you feel that you're ready to to delve into a, any kind of relationship and and see if you have that balance yet or or do you feel like that's gonna, that's pretty far off I mean I hate to be always the super nuanced guy that can't answer anything quite directly That's okay. Like, yeah, I mean I feel it's like is anyone ever really ready? Like are you ever are you ever there? Like you know what I mean? Life is always about progressing and becoming better. So I do think I'm ready, you know, if 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 the stars align and I meet the right person and it's and I find that, you know, I think if I meet the right person for me, I'll find I'll find that strength within me to to fight. You know, what I mean, to fight through all of my bullshit issues that I have to deal with, I'll find it. Um, but if it's not the right person for me, then I probably won't find it. So I think it just it's a two way street. It depends on, on who I meet. Um, and, you know, I'm really still trying to figure out what it is that I want. You know, sometimes you don't even know until you find it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, you know, having a, a partner or being with someone, some, you know, some people choose not to be married. I'm, I've been in a relationship for nine years. We're not married. I mean, again, I think that's because he might be a tad of a pussy. No, I'm kidding. He's wonderful. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? But back to me. But I mean, those for, rings are expensive, right? It's, well, like, exactly. it's just a corporate thing that they just made up and now we have to do it. Right. Not right. on James, not on James <laughs> oh my oh my God. God. Yeah. They and knew James. better than to try to make me say that advertising. Oh shit. yeah. That's uh, true. I would have been like, is it a blood diamond? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Where are you sourcing these diamonds? Yeah. I'd yeah, be like, yeah. I don't even believe in diamonds. <laughs> They were like, like yeah, is- we're going to we're going to keep this pain in the ass out of the James Allen yeah. uh, promotion. They would have fired me over it. Right. Or, they, James- or if they would have given me more money. Yeah. yeah right. J- J- James Allen. Adver- just, he just yeah. pulls all the advertising right after he sees Mitch complaining. James <laughs> Allen goes under right after yeah. season yeah. 15. No, but Mitch you says know. diamonds are a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh. honestly no but i was just you know 
I think that is the thing. I never thought I wanted to get married per se. And so it's not till I met the person I'm with now where I would even consider that, you know, so I I sort of I hear what you're saying in terms of, um, you know, you'll know when you know. And if anything, I think, you know, you win the most growth award i in my eyes careful Kristen might not like that you say that oh i feel like oh actually i, I feel shit. like that was another thing where i just felt like i i had nothing to do with it but everyone kept saying that about me and then it would just trigger her every right. time be like fuck mitch and his growth yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay. we probably have to well she's listened to the podcast and she knows okay. we feel that way well, but if um, i silo it, you off from her Okay, you know what I yeah. mean? If I take it as a very specific just you and not think about, you know, the, yeah. the and painful I think she hours. grew a lot as well. I mean, I yes. don't want to put word I do not want to put words in her mouth, but sure. like no. I think she is gonna, you know, she was already a super strong woman, but now I think she's even like yeah. you know, iron, yeah. iron woman. And she came out with a lot of clarity and and um and uh, of what she wants and what she doesn't want. And look, like you, you know, um we were, like I said, by the end, really rooting for you. And everyone had these, not, I mean, everyone, but f- us personally, and a lot of people, on our, our listeners had this sort of like, oh, that's a bummer. Even like Cal and Pepper watching you guys walk away. But then at the end of the day, and, and Mary and I, and this is nothing against you, but we were like, no, we don't want them to be together for both of them because it's not enough for her. And it's not what, you know, it's not enough for you. It's not what it wouldn't, it's not right. It's not right. It's just right there was a clear connection between you two and a friendship that seemed like, okay, maybe someday down the road, you guys can hopefully still have that because I feel like you get each other in certain ways that, um, that other people, that it, that's hard to get about somebody, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thankful for it regardless that it, you know, I, I agree with you. I just don't think, I think all parties can agree. It just wasn't a match for marriage at the end of the day. Um, but you know, we still, we still did it and we still lived together and, and spent most of our time together for two straight months and developed a strong bond. And, and I'm thankful for that because seeing how it worked for some of the other couples, you know, this season and previous that like just hate each other and it was just torture the whole time. It could have been, you know, it could have been worse too. That's true. I mean, when you really think about it again, just both, I know Sarah and I both just think you and Kristen are are quality human beings. You you spent two months and you probably dealt with some real horseshit internet feedback and things like that. But do you know how much time you saved in the dating pool moving forward of like now you know what you want? I mean, I feel like that alone, you you you've exponentially gotten to a place where you're like, ah, you know can't can't hurt me with that i know what i want and you've you've sort of saved yourself some time that's my hope that's how i would see it a little bit yeah i love that i mean i need those words of affirmation actually because you know i'm like still kind of i'm still processing it i mean it's hard to it's hard to live it if it doesn't work out but it's even harder to watch it right like that that's the hardest part and so it's even though it was a two-month thing like it's actually kind of consumed like the good part of a year of my life and so I do want to see that light at the end of the tunnel for sure. And yeah, you're right. I think, I think definitely I can just look past a lot of the usual bullshit now. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like a crash course. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure it didn't feel good, but I, I hope, I hope you both benefit from it. Cause I really see that you, you know, you both want something just not, you didn't, you haven't found it yet. 
Yeah. And if, yeah, and if exactly. it makes you feel any better, it consumed a better part of our year too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we I like know. To, we like to act like we're going through it with you, even though, you know, yeah, more like just, the better part of what, like, I mean, how many years have you been doing this? Cause it's not like they give you a break. Like this, this season's no. like an assembly line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next one's coming right up. Yeah. So we like um, to call it a pod security. It's a lot. Yeah. And I don't, I, you know, but no, you guys were, uh, it was quite a season. I mean, what do you have planned coming up? Are you, are you just anything exciting or? I wish I had some great, I mean, like Kristen, she moved off to like a new place to start a new chapter. I mean, I'm kind of just went back to my, my old life. I think, um, you know, I am thinking, I'm trying to think more big picture because, you know, especially with COVID and all that, I just felt like it was very hard. For, like at, during all that, I was just happy to have a job. Like I was just thinking day by day because I didn't know what the future would look like. And then I went straight into Married at First Sight. So I'm just actually at a place now where I am trying to start thinking about, you know, what my long-term plans are, where do I want to be, like what do I want with my career. So, you know, not to be too much, not to be too cliche like all the other guys on our season, but I am definitely trying to, you know, work on myself. And I think the more I do that, the more it becomes clear, or at least the more, the more I'm, I'm open to a relationship. You know, that's, do you say that? And and then we'll, we have, we, I know we need to let you go, but um, now that you brought that up, that was one thing I wanted to say to you was um, not that I have any kind, I mean, I'm not an expert and at all, but um, you, should you were, I, <laughs> you were very concerned about, what it's like to mix your real lives once the camera was off. And now listen, I can't relate to the part with the cameras being on you all the time. And I understand that. But if I can say one thing to you, it's like, I was, I didn't get married till I was 40 and my husband had lived by himself for a very long time. He's seven years younger than me. Um, but, <laughs> um, <it. laughs> but we were both very independent and he played, he plays football for a living. I'm a comedian and in a podcast, you know, we have very different lifestyles and I, it, it just didn't, it, it, it flowed fine. And when it works and again, you had the cameras working against you in that situation, but just try not to get too in your head about if you're, if what you do for a living and, and meeting someone else, if it's, if your real lives are going to integrate with work because they will. And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I felt like you were in your head about that a lot. So I don't know. That's my shitty advice. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I mean, I was in my head about it because I was, it was really hard for me to separate the experience of being on the show with what it would be like to be with Kristen just normally, you know what I mean? It yeah. Was just, it was too much like intertwined for me to really separate it. And I just couldn't wrap my head around it. But I do think like, you know, we were very wishy-washy. Like, you know, I remember like in the end, like we were talking about decision day and what it meant to both of us and, and trying to see if we should say yes and try to work it out, you know, even though we weren't a hundred percent or in like, I do remember that final dinner of like, you know, it's some, the subject came up of like, what's, what's, what happens after, if we say yes, like, should we just move in together whatever? And that, that moment of like, I re that was kind of like where a lot of things fell into place for me. I'm like, holy shit. Like I, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is like the married life with Kristen is not going to be the life for me. And I kind of realized it there because I just didn't think I could just say yes. And then just instantly like move in with her and start a life with her. Like it just, I didn't have it in me. You know what I mean? So yeah. even yeah. with the fear of losing her, even with that, you, you just, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's sometimes sometimes an I don't know is a really big, loud no. 
And I've had yeah. to learn that in my life, you know, when it came to whatever kids, different things like that. I was like, sometimes you just when you a yes is typically very clear. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. no, I think you have to you have to go with your gut. But um, we really uh, Sarah, do you have anything else for Mitch? I don't want to keep him too long. No. Yeah. I just can you since we uh, do think that you do very good work, uh, even if you're, you know, can be annoying about it at times. Uh, can you tell everyone <laughs> what is it? Surfriders Foundation? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I thought you were, were going to try to sell me. Eco-friendly bamboo sheets. No. no. Oh, <laughs> my God. No. I do listen. I, I mean. <laughs> that is so funny. But no, they are soft sheets. But no, I, I want you to promote your work uh, while we have you. Sure. I mean, it, it's funny. I, it's like I feel uncomfortable even doing that because that's not the reason I'm here. But yeah, I, know. I, mean, I work, no, I, I work no. for Surfighter Foundation. Um, the mission is to protect and enjoy our ocean waves and beaches for all people. And you know, we, we're really good. The, the, the organization is something I, I really love the work we do because it empowers everyday people to get involved and we really create community leaders. You know what I mean? Like I, I was a volunteer before I was hired and it really helped me because, you know, if you do care about our planet and you do care about environment and justice and future generations, reality can be really, uh, depressing. You know, I mean, if, if those are the things that, you know, those were the things that were on my mind and reading the news and seeing how bad climate change is was really uh, made me feel powerless. And so to get involved with an organization that kind of welcomed me and gave me tools to to work locally, to, tr- to just make just to move the needle and make those changes, even if it's the smallest you know thing that seems like a small citywide thing, it all adds up. And that's what I learned through volunteering. And that's why I work for them today is because you know, it's not just one person, you know, the, the, the narrative that it's just one person that's going to save the world or, or some shit like that. That's very popular in the media. You know, it's that's not true. It's a it's a it's millions of people around the world working hard locally to move the needle. That's what adds up to changing the world and correcting the course. We're on. So, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, you listen, you gave us our time, our, your time. Yeah. And I wanted you to. Uh, yeah, thank you. you. And, just and, so everyone knows, Mitch didn't ask to say that. I wanted, yeah, yeah. To, I, I wanted to, I wanted and to give you that. Well, I do my Jello shots out of metal containers now, so I'm doing right. my part, Mitch. <laughs> I have my water bottle. I'm. I now, I now hear the word single use plastic, and I get upset. So I've learned. I've learned. I'm getting. I know. I think, you know. I mean, I've probably done the movement a disservice by going on the no, show because people no. who don't like me, they're like. You know what? I'm gonna use single use plastic because fuck Mitch. You know what I mean? So I probably should have never said anything. Well, then those those people are monsters, and other people will pick will pick up and where they where they drop the ball. But yeah, no, thank you. It's a wonderful platform and message, and yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, thank and you, Mitch, for your time. We uh, they'll yell at us if we keep you any longer, so we're okay. gonna let you go. Um, cool. Well, my pleasure, and thanks for having me. Um, you know, thanks for being interested. Thanks for giving me a fair shot. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And just, yeah. yeah, thanks. We look forward to to seeing, you know, happiness down your road, too. We'll we'll stalk you online and shit. So cool. Don't. Well, I'll <laughs> stalk you back. <laughs> okay, um, thank you so much. Cheers. Oh, that was so much fun talking to Mitch. No. Yeah. I know. Um, I feel like he uh, is, is open and honest as as he can be about all this stuff. So it's nice to hear people's experience. And now we are here with, as promised, conversation (laughs) starters for Thanksgiving, 
which you can also apply to really any time in your life and holidays. But um, Mary and I always have so much fun from these. This is where uh, No Thank You, I believe, came from. If you are new here and you want to know about No Thank You, it was a podcast. It aired last year. You can find it. Listen, I uh, we love the conversation starters. We've gotten good feedback uh, for the ones that we we have so much fun over on Patreon with some that we've done in the past. But I want to be real. Like, I need some help. Like, I am going I when this comes out, it will be Thanksgiving. We're just a couple days barely from that. And like, I'm going to be seeing people that like I I could use some assistance. You know, it's. It's not always easy. There's things you want to avoid. We know that. You try to stay away from like politics. I don't know. Money, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. So maybe this is just selfishly for me, but I can use help with this. I know. I agree. And sometimes, of course, we when we go through these, we end up just making fun of um, whoever wrote the article for like 30 minutes because we find some of the <laughs> some of the suggestions ridiculous well, it's complete horseshit most it's, of the time right but some of it's helpful we have learned to say no thank you and walk away due to these so um, well, <laughs> and I love I also like to pretend that like I like we're talking to the person who wrote them because by the time we get to the bottom of the list usually they've given up and they're late for happy hour <laughs> And like, you can tell they're just phoning it in. Yeah, 100%. Well, I wanted to start, I was looking through these and I found one of them really to be, I like that they give you, they break them into categories. There's like, what could parents ask kids of all ages? What could kids ask parents? What could friends ask friends? First of all, I like the kids asking parents, like, I don't know when they say kid, I feel like you're talking about. A five-year-old, I understand that. A little, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, do you think the five-year-old's reading the conversation starters and struggling for what to ask his parents? Oh my god, (laughs) the kid's like, Jesus, you know, Joni and Dave have been real boring lately, (laughs) and uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to carry this conversation this week. So (laughs) let me see if there's something I could ask them. Well, this is the ones that are kids to ask parents. Honestly, feels like I think these. I almost think they screwed it up because this says kids to ask parents. And it says one of them is if you could have named yourself, what name would you have picked? That feels more like a question a parent would ask a kid unless they're worried that the answer is going to piss them off because they picked their name and they're going to be like, you're ungrateful. You don't like you don't like the name I gave you. (laughs) That is that is why would a kid ever ask their parent that? The other one, I mean, I, it, it says, what do you think is the hardest thing about being a kid next? I'm like, why are kids asking parents that? Well, I guess oh, to try to relate. Like they're almost, <laughs> they're, they're trying to use like reverse psychology, trying to like get more of a bigger allowance. Well, I'll tell you what the hardest thing about being your kid is. Yeah, that, Sarah, you already found a giant mistake in this article. It does seem, I mean... Another one says, if you were an animal, what would you be? I mean, if a kid ever asked me that, I'd be like, one that runs fast away from you, a cheetah. Wait, wait. now that you've pointed this out, this makes this last one so fucking ridiculous. If a kid was like, hey, just trying to break the ice at Thanksgiving with their parent, would you rather not shower for a week or not brush your teeth for a week? That's what if it's just like they they have a parent whose hygiene has been kind of slipping, you know, on the rocks. 
And they like somebody tells the kid to ask him that. And it's actually like an intervention. They're like, mom, uh, everyone knows that you've been going through a little bit of a rough patch and you're sort of letting the shower slide. So we just thought we'd bring this up at Thanksgiving dinner and Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Listen, mom, um, dry shampoo is not supposed to be the ultimate replacement. Okay, (laughs) once in a while, you got to get it wet. I mean, something like that would turn into such an argument between the parents because obviously, you know, that that mom would be like, hey, dad, uh, can I have a talk with you for a second? You sent a little Jimmy over here to ask me (laughs) why I've been eating so much cheese lately. Is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, How often do you change your underwear? Yeah, that could this that could be some like some real passive aggressive shit. If I probably if I had kids, I'd pull something like that. I'm sure I'd use them inappropriately as a pawn to score information or something. I was going to say 100 percent. If I had a child, I'm feeling pretty confident that all I would do is send him back and my and then and then it would turn into to a war between my husband and I where he was like, oh, yeah, why don't you go? You ask your mom. Why, uh, why she's been so stingy in bed lately. Okay. And then (laughs) ask your mom if, uh, she has, uh, I don't know, re put on a chastity belt or something. The kid wouldn't know what it meant, but it would be just enough to like, of course, that's a really old term. I don't know. I remember that from when I was a kid, I am spiraling, but I do have one thing that I have to ask you because it happened today. And I just thought of it, um, with the whole brushing your teeth. Have you ever, I accidentally, so Mark and I both have, um, he's going to hear this. We both have, um, you know, electric toothbrushes and his is like black and mine's white. I just wasn't paying attention. You you mean the handle is black and white? The handle is black. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, but I just wasn't paying attention and I I was just like zoning and I grabbed his and put it in my mouth and started to brush my teeth. But then I realized right away because it was so charged I knew that mine was going to need a charge whatever so I looked and I rinsed it a whole lot and then I just put it down and I know well he's definitely going to find out now but I didn't tell him well okay it's funny that you you sound so nervous about this but you sound like you're married to me a little bit because I one well, time he's I rem- weird with shit like that no I know and that's what I mean is because I right. so am I I remember one time John and I were traveling, my husband, for anyone who's like, who's John? Um, and I forgot my toothbrush. And so, and the hotel, the, they were like, oh, we don't have any extra ones or something. And it was late at night. And he goes, just use mine. And I said, that's gross. And he goes, do you, do you understand what we put, what uh, what parts of each other have been in our mouths? <laughs> been in your mouths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really valid yeah Mm -hmm. but i said sure i guess i do but there's something very specific about a toothbrush that sharing it with anybody even my the the man that i love dearly with all my heart and i'm not afraid to um you know sit on his face but apparently (laughs) i won't let him use my toothbrush (laughs) he wears your face like a face or he wears your ass like a face mask (laughs) you can't well, it, there is something that is so, uh, and even I, like, I'll sort of joke around. I mean, if I drop food on the floor, no one's looking. I'm not, come on, I'm going to eat it. Okay. As long as there's nothing real bad. But, but like something about other like food in other people's teeth and like halitosis and like just teeth hygiene. Um, What's the white shit called? 
harder. Like harder. I just remember being young and like being really focused on mouth <laughs> mouth health. <laughs> That's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I don't know what it is, but I well now that Mark is going to listen to this podcast and find out I about know. it, you guys are going to have an you talk about a conversation starter at Thanksgiving. He's gonna he's gonna go. Uh, he's hey, gonna go are there, vomit. Are there any kids at the table? He's gonna say, "Hey, uh, little." Hey, uh, little Kristen, can you go over there and ask Aunt Mary why she put her put my toothbrush in her nasty ass mouth last week and didn't <laughs> tell me? <laughs> didn't didn't bother to tell me. I'm not even kidding. I think he'd get. I mean, I know he'd forgive me, but I would be almost more hurt if then I found out he just like threw it in the garbage or something, <laughs> or like we're like put because we have new heads like fairly recently, new the toothbrush heads. But like if I saw him get a new one, then I it would mean that he finds me that disgusting. <sighs> anyway, I just wanted to talk about it. So no, I just I want you to know good to get it I'm out. gonna find a kid this uh I'm gonna find a kid today on Thanksgiving to ask him. I'm just gonna have a kid just tell him. I'm not gonna ask him <laughs> shit. Be like, Mary used your toothbrush last week. How does that make you feel? <laughs> exactly. And then say just I just want to go ahead and prep you. Um yeah. I yeah. okay. Oof. I feel like it's going to be a fun conversation. Now, they also have um, suggestions for friends to ask friends that also seem passive aggressive, which I feel like the person oh. who wrote this article is in a oh. bad mood. It says, which person here do you wish you knew better? So if you're sitting at a table with your friends, I'm thinking I'm just picturing my three closest girlfriends. And oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And one of them says, which person here do you wish you knew better? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I really feel like Monica's pretty closed off. So I have never really. And she's like, I'm, we're, I'm, we're best friends. We're at Thanksgiving dinner together. The f hell are you oh. talking about? Well, I and I took it even slightly different. Like you're everybody's using, you know, you're inside, but everybody can hear each other. Okay, pretend it's me, you, and two other girlfriends. We're sitting at Thanksgiving dinner, maybe even six others, but we're just having a chat. And I look over to you and ask you that. Which person do you hear, hear do you wish you knew better? And you just said, Jill, everybody else is going to be like, fuck you, Sarah. Like, what? what's wrong? What about me? Right. You know? Why, Why don't, don't you want to know more about me? Mm. What's What's Jill? What what makes Jill seem so interesting? Mm, I see. Yeah. Well, you That's did how I took it. Yeah. You took it as a way to get personally offended and <laughs> which is how I live my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I did, too, but just in a different way. I different. feel like something. Yeah. Um, Isn't that funny? It is funny. Well, that's that's why I love these things, because they're so. It feels like every time I read one of these, it's just they say stay away from politics. I'm like, and and do what? Just call your just call each other shitty friends for three hours until everyone gets <laughs> drunk and goes home angry. I like wait. I have to <laughs> everybody gets drunk and goes home angry. Everybody, oop, my Uber's here. Um, this this next one, I think I'm reading it in like a passive aggressive way that someone is gonna this person who wrote it wrote it because somebody spilled the beans when they shouldn't have. Okay. So okay. the question they have on here that's legit friends to ask friends is 
which person at this table would make the best news anchor? It'd be like if you came out and said like, oh, you know, Mary told me Mark's going to propose or whatever. And I would just look at everybody be like, which person at this table would make the best news anchor? <laughs> that's yep. That's what it is. That's it's, what I would it, do. That's what it is. It's basically a uh, way of saying who's the gossip. Who's, yep. who's the person that can't keep anything inside and and lets it all out when we ask them not to. Who's that person? Yeah. <laughs> happy, happy, <sighs> passive aggressive friends giving everybody who's yeah. the asshole at this table. If you ask me the next one, which I want you to ask it to me, tell me how I, Mary, wouldn't take it personally offensive if you asked it to me. I don't know how you could take this one personally offensive, but I'm going to ask you the question and then I'm just going to okay. let you get offended and then tell us why. Um, hey, Mary, we're just sitting around Thanksgiving dinner. If you had a uniform that you had to wear every day, what would it be? Oh, I don't know, Sarah. Maybe a cardigan or a duster with a pair of elastic sweatpants, which is the uniform that I wear every day. Why do you ask? I see. I see what you did there. I don't. Yeah. Cons- now, that's not really considered no, a I uniform. Know. Well, it, but in a funny way, it could be. No, I mean, it, I'm, I'm no, but I know why it is to you, because this yeah. is for a way for you to, to to not enjoy Thanksgiving. and think someone was saying something mean to you instead of mm-hmm. just being like, oh, I would I'd love to wear a. Can you imagine asking that uh, to uh, to Morgan from Married at First Sight? Oh, she'd be like, well, what do you mean? These scrubs? <laughs> I'm a told you I'm a fucking nurse. Yep. And she would. Yeah. I yeah. Just, I just wanted to give you the opportunity to use that voice for us all. Thank you. I know Thank some you. people are probably missing it. I don't. Uh, I, I feel like if someone said uh, to me at Thanksgiving, go, why don't you ask me right okay. now? Hey, Sarah, this is an awkward. If you had uh, a uniform that you had to wear every day, what would it be? Uh, I'd like to wear a invisible woman costume and disappear from this conversation. <laughs> that's what I'd like to be. I like that one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. I'd like to wear a cape so I could fucking fly away from <laughs> you right now. Mm. Oh. What is this one? What is, I don't even know what this means. This is for friends to ask friends. It says, what's your celebrity baby name? What does that mean? What is, what's your celebrity baby name? I was, that's dumb. Like if you were a cel- is that saying like if, if it you're was a celebrity, like, what would you name your baby? Or are they saying like if you were a celebrity baby, what would your name be? If I, I was, don't, uh, I was a celebrity baby. I, I don't even know how to answer that question, but it, it don't ask it is what I'm going to suggest to everybody sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner. Well, and if you have any idea what they meant by that, please let us know in the Are You well, My Podcasters group. I think, okay, I'm going to sound like an Aunt Nana, but I think it has to it be like the Kardashians' baby, like say Kim Kardashians' baby's names. Isn't there um, like North? North. Mm-hmm. And then the, like there's a nut, like Rain or one of maybe that's somebody R-E-I-G-N. And I don't know, but I mean, like, maybe, maybe they mean it like that. Like, what fucking attention-seeking, not a name word would you name your baby? If that was the case, I'd name mine, you know, Pizza Hut. <laughs> if you, I now want you to have a baby, and I want you to <laughs> name it Pizza Hut. 
Pizza Hut Radzinski has a nice ring to it. It does. Yeah. It does. And Use it as a, a stripper name, any kind of name they want. Rap name. Uh, Pizza Hut Radzinski. It's no limits to what you could do with that name. There's really not. Um, I like that this says, hmm, kids to ask grandparents or other relatives. If I am like constantly offended every time I read one, I read one thinking this person is just wait, just waving two middle fingers at the world. The ones the the lead in, by the way, is now this is this is this is relative. So you're assume you're in the same family, right? So most mm-hmm. likely, the way that you're spending Thanksgiving as a child with those people is the way it's been spent in your family. But instead, you're going to have some little snot nosed kid who read this article apparently say, "How did you celebrate Thanksgiving when you were my age?" Like basically <laughs> saying, "You old, you old dirt, you old piece yeah, of shit." Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you to churn your butter before you guys could eat? I mean, come on. This is, that's not. I, you know people, what I'd say? Not, you know what I'd say what, if a kid asked what? me that? I'd say, oh, you know how it's, how it's different is uh, when I was your age, I didn't have to talk to any other kids. <laughs> at Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Things were a lot better. It was a lot less fucking lame at Thanksgiving. No kids there because I was the kid. That's right. I well, like that. It says, uh, if you could live in any decade of your life again, which would it be? First of all, I don't think you should talk, talk to anybody by using the word decade in a sentence. You don't, that's just making no. everybody feel old. So there, uh, there's a more polite way to say this, which is, um, is there a, a point in your life that you would love to live again or do again yeah. or redo what was your favorite age you know or some or something like that right yeah something like that i was just thinking of a real negative way that i probably would have said it as a kid and not meant it that way but i'd be like so what do you regret the most about your life <laughs> yeah where do you how old were you when you when things went wrong when things took a turn what would you do differently see questions like that would keep me engaged with each glass of wine at Thanksgiving, it would turn into be fun. Not this horse shit. Which is your favorite month and why? That's another one they have on here. Oh, you I might, don't know. What, what month were you born? The month before. <laughs> that was my favorite fucking month. My favorite my favorite month month was the one before you arrived into the world. <laughs> yeah, that's this is why Mary and I obviously don't have children, but I do want some of our listeners yeah. to se- send their children up to older relatives to say shit like this and just see how it goes for you oh, and how long. Get how an long answer. Yes. You know what we do have, by the way, if you do piss off someone this holiday season, you can get them a nice, nice set of sheets. And we have this sponsor that we have had for a couple months that we love and we've told you about it's attitude e-t-t-i-t-u-d-e they are sustainably made bedding bath and apparel essentials made from a hundred percent bamboo which is often referred to as vegan silk and they are they're sustainable obviously they're so comfortable they sent us each sheets i actually ended up ordering a second pair because i wanted a different color and i ordered some for my mom for christmas i'm not kidding they are so comfortable. John loves them too. I was going to say Mark does too. And no joke, when I got home from Indiana, 
fresh, clean attitude sheets were on the bed and I slept like a mofo. It was very, very nice. I used to be super hot, but no longer do I ever wake up sweating, which is so rare for me. That it, it is a really big deal, especially for us ladies um, who, who tend to sweat a little more as we uh, <laughs> as we age or or just always. Actually, I've always yeah. been a sweaty mess. I've always run hot. Yeah, yeah no, they do keep you awake. They do. They I really feel that when they said they keep you cool, they were telling the truth. So if you would like to get some for anyone that you piss off this holiday season, you can go to attitude.com, E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com slash my podcast. And that'll show you everything that you can order on there. And then when you check out, use my podcast, all one word, not case sensitive for 20% off, which is a super good deal. So go have some fun with attitude dot com slash my podcast. Um, okay. Now I like when they have, first of all, I hate when people call anyone a romantic partner. I don't know why. Um, would you prefer lover if it just said on here, what, what this is for lovers to ask each other? No, I guess romantic no. partner is, I don't know why romantic partner bugs me. It shouldn't. And I think that's, I think it's the word romantic. I hate the fucking word romantic. Yeah, just say your partner because I yeah. think unless I but I guess there's business partner. So they want to make sure you're not asking your business partner. Uh, if I were a pair of shoes, what kind would I be? Which, by the way, <laughs> for some reason, they think romantic partners should ask each other that. Okay, who if Mark looked at you and said, if I were a pair of shoes, what kind would I be? What would you say? I'd be like clown shoes, bitch. <laughs> and I would just get up and leave. I honestly, I, I, I have no idea. None. Well, I mean, I, if I were a pair of shoes, what kind would I be? I would I say would be I'd like, be a pair of running shoes so I could get the fuck out of this house as fast as possible. A <laughs> uh, pair of sprinters. Yeah. That, if I were a pair, you'd be the most boring pair of loafers that should have been donated to the goodwill years ago. I would be so if I ever got to spending Thanksgiving with a romantic partner, if I was at the point in my life where now we're spending the holidays together and this son of a bitch asked me that, <laughs> I I would be like what? I would want to know who drugged him. I'd want to know something. There would there would have to be a reason for that. There would have to be, and it would have to be um, either you definitely run out of things to talk about and maybe it's time to just live separately or um, somebody's trying to mess with the other person because I can't imagine that ever being a real question. I, I like, okay. It says, oh, here's another shit stirrer one from whoever wrote this article. We, we should probably look up the person's name, really give them uh, either credit or they'll just or to make them mad at us. But um, what did you really think of me on your on your first date? I think they meant our first date. What did you really think of me on our first date? Oh, boy. Yeah, they're not they're not looking to uh, to have a peaceful Thanksgiving. That's they're mad at something that happened earlier. And well, did look at the second one. What? Hey, (laughs) what phrase would you like for me to never again utter? I that's mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't. First of all, don't oh, don't open don't open it up. This is my this no. is my advice to if I was writing this article, I'd say ask each other fun questions. Don't set yourself up 
for an argument that's going to end with somebody with a carving knife held at their neck. Because this is not, (laughs) if you, if I looked at John and said, what phrase would you like me to never uh, again utter and thought I was being cute. And then he said something that I say all the time and either wasn't aware of or say all the time because I think it's awesome. And basically, <laughs> he let me worse. know. Yeah, and he let me know that, like, please never say that again. I, I can't even imagine my response. I'd say, well, no, you know what? I never want you to utter again my name or or my number. Lose them both. Yeah, lose them, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so mature. You, bi- I mean, this is this is like if, instead of questions for romantic partners to ask each other, it should say questions for you to ask your partner to hurt their feelings. I mean, I just would be, I would be so turned off at this point. I hope, I hope that this isn't like before the food, because if this is, we're waiting, I don't know. I don't like this at all. I don't know if this is before (sighs) the food that it's only going to go downhill from there fast by the time everyone starts drinking. Um, and you've still got dessert to come and you're asking each other shit like this. I, I like, well, even this one, it says, what is the best holiday we've ever spent with each other? It's. Well, now you're starting to be because it's because then my brain goes, oh, you didn't like those other holidays. Well, right. So that's what's going to happen is basically if I ask my husband that and he says, oh, it was that time we went to Mexico. And I'm like, really? That trip sucked. I thought it was more awesome when we went to the British Virgin Islands. And, and then all of a sudden you're just not talking for the rest of dinner, looking for more conversation starters. See, I realize I really am a negative Nancy because I can make every single one of these feel bad. Okay. <laughs> the one where it says, if you could, tra- if I said to Mark, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go? And he uttered a place that I, he's never told me he wanted to go. I'd be like, Oh, who were you going to fucking go there with? When were you, what, who, who's going to, are you going to share a seat on the plane next to for that trip? When were you, I, I would be like upset if I didn't know that about my romantic partner that is with me on Thanksgiving. So you don't see that as something saying, oh, where have we where could we go to open up that I didn't know you wanted to go? We can start making plans. It's the end of the year. Let's what, what do you think you want to do in the new year? You wouldn't take it that way. You'd take it like, Oh, he wants to go there with, with some bitch that he saw at a bar last week or something. You know, it's fun. That does sound violently insecure. And I, but I will say I'm, that's when I'm not insecure with Mark. I would take it the wrong way. Cause we've already talked about everywhere we want to go. Like, I mean, you know, like we talk all the time about, you know, when our ship comes in or when we have some time. And and so I feel like we're constantly talking about stuff like that. So if if he if he drops some new knowledge, well, I just would never ask him that. Would you ask John that? Do you guys talk about that? I feel like we yeah, I definitely feel like by now we would we've already had those conversations, too. But I guess this could be for somebody that you don't know as well. I'm just trying to put one positive spin yeah. on this on this lady's yeah, article. I'm sorry that I'm holding you down. I got my foot on your your face. I got masking <laughs> tape over your mouth for that positivity. It's not I'm sorry. You're right. That's hey. Uh, okay, hold on. I like this one. Okay. I do. It says for a romantic partner to ask the other one cuz I I first had a bad spin, but watch what I do here. It's what was the best movie or TV show you saw this year? My first thought was 
did you watch something amazing without me? <laughs> I do sound really tough, like a tough, tough broad to be with. But no, if I was to ask it now in a more positive way in my brain, it'd be like, oh, out of all the things we've watched, what was your favorite? Okay. And then what if he says, oh, um, the Dahmer and you go, we didn't watch Dahmer. And he's like, shit. And so you still have that same this thing, same thing still happens. Yeah. Then I'd be like, if I were a pair of shoes, I'd be the kind that walks out of this room right now and I would leave and I'd go and I'd know. Yeah. I don't like these. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the fun of them, Mary. Is All right. Not, you're yeah, right. We are yeah. right. But it's not. And listen, I'm not usually positive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's some random conversation starters. Okay. Now this is okay. for. Um, just whoever, I guess, random people, maybe you're at a Friendsgiving, maybe you're at Thanksgiving with family members, uh, who brought friends that you've never met before, or, or, or they brought a romantic partner that you've never met before, whatever the case may be. We have some random conversation starters for you. Um, that's, I'm, I'm actually going to have Thanksgiving this year with someone I've never met before. So it's going to be there. Okay. Isn't well, that interesting. So it, I'm going to have to. So it is um, a new friend of one of my best friends. She's someone that she's seeing. Okay. So I'm, I'm, but we're, we're, this is going to be my first time. A new friend is in person. They're dating. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, so mm -hmm. that's a big deal. Okay. Well then when you, um, when you and that person are talking, you can say to them, according to this article, you should say, what new? and unexpected hobby have you started this year oh man could you see me saying that to anybody no and no. i feel like i would say oh you know what i've started doing this year is um not answering stupid questions and then just walk <laughs> away and go fill up my yeah. plate with mashed potatoes yeah. go outside smoke a cigarette stare off <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't i can't now this is now that I'm actually looking at the random conversation starters for someone new, I'm like depending on this. I can't use that. How could I change it? If I was ever going to say that and they said something like, what's something I don't like? They were like, um, shit. I mean, there's so many things I don't like. But if they they said a hobby that like annoyed that like they were like, oh, I like I can't think of anything. But, you know, it could take a turn. Right. Yeah. Or if they were like, you know what I started doing is stand up comedy. Could you imagine? Wait, wait, what would oh. you do? Yeah. Oh, check, please. And they just and they go, oh, we just, you know, just everyone just tells me I'm so funny. So I just started doing it this year. And, and then and now I'm headlining clubs all over the country and getting I'm selling out. That's what they tell you. And then what do you do? And then they're like, I'm in I'm in talks with SNL right now because I do sketch, too. I would. um. I would stand up politely and then I would put my hands under the table and I would upend it <laughs> and I would scream until I, I would like shout man scream until I tasted blood. And then I would just slowly walk out of the room or the house. <laughs> oh, I like that answer. Um, like a, like a Teresa, real housewives, full yeah. table yeah. flipping. Um, okay. I'm, I'm back up at the top cause I like, I forgot to do any of the parents to ask kids of all ages. Oh, okay. 
And there's a couple that I feel, again, could really be stirring the pot. Um, <laughs> parents, like if you're a parent asking the kids, who's the funniest person at the table and why? Now, I don't know if they mean, so they mean the whole table. So they could be like, and then the kid goes, oh, dad's the funniest person I know. And mom's like, you know what? Actually, he's not. I'm actually a lot funnier than your dad. So great. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just looking for a fight or again, maybe some hurt feelings. Who's the fun? That would be a good question for like a kid under the age of. I don't know, four or five where like, do they even know what funny means? Like, I'd almost want to see what they say. Right. And then so, you and, know what and I mean? They, and then if they said dad, you're like, oh, yeah, because pull my fingers. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Because because uh, farts sound so funny. So, yeah. Yeah. See that that could I could work with that. What if what if a parent asked a, a kids of all ages, meaning so, you know, this could be I guess teenagers can be your 20 year old kid can be your 30 year old kid. It says that. Uh, what do you think is they, they want the parents to ask? What do you think is the hardest thing about being a parent? <laughs> if I was like some teenage girl, I'd be like, I don't know, the fourth time I thought I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Finding all those condom wrappers everywhere. That's going to be a bitch. What are you most thankful for this year? Of course. Now, do okay. Do you do that at your family Thanksgivings? No. Um, I think it's a little bit because you know me enough that I'm constantly talking about my feelings anyway. So I think every, I, I'm i the one, though, that would be like, hey, guys, let's go around in a circle <laughs> and say what we're most thankful for. But I like turn everything into a drinking game. So I think that that's just I try to be funny with that. And that sounds like a nightmare to you, doesn't it? But I'm not going to do it this year because I'm not going to know everyone there. Right. but. That's a better reason to turn it into a drinking game, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, or I'm just saying, or just we can have drinks. I don't have to play the game. You know what I mean? But do you do that with your family or no, with John? I don't like the whole, what are you more thankful for this year? I don't know why I don't like it. And I and I totally get, I especially get why you would do it with like children around the table. Like my one of my good friends does um, this thing with her kid that she says, at the end of the day, she's like, what was the rose of your day and what was the thorn? And they talk about like the good thing and the bad thing that oh, happened. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And so, I mean, please, by the way, don't ask me that. I mean, that's a good thing to ask your five-year-old, but don't ask don't ask Sarah Colonna because I'll just give you all the thorns and then you'll be like, was there a rose? And I'll go, no, there sure wasn't. Um, I was going to be, I'd, I'd be like, who was the rose and who was the thorn? I would just want it to be a person that I yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would make it real awkward. I like that. I would. But I do understand asking people like what you and I, I think that's probably more in the spirit of Thanksgiving is to go around and ask what people are thankful for. My friends and uh, they like to do one of my girlfriends likes to do this. So we all are forced to on birthdays is to go around the table and say our favorite thing about the person whose birthday it is. Just I fucking the, love that. I love it. I love no, doing it. No, you don't. No, I like doing it, but I don't like hearing <laughs> Is that it. about you? Yeah. I don't know why. It makes me uncomfortable. And then I start feeling like it's forced. Does that person really like anything about me or are they all just making something up? And um, 
I just start to kind of panic and I, and I just, I'm just like, let's just move along. And so I just try not to have birthday dinners anymore, basically. See, I think I would start the game so that it could get to me. You know, let's do that thing. Let's talk about our favorite thing about everybody. You start. And then, but it's like, but I just wanted to get back to me because I need, I need, I need to be pumped up. Oh, that's really, I sad. No, but actually now that you said it, I'm starting to think that that, because the one, my one friend is always the ringleader on that. And now I think, now I think they do it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, yeah, it is because she wants to make sure come October that she that's going to get done for her at the birthday. Dinner. Well, it, it's it's actually brilliant, you know, to start it a few months ahead you know what I mean? <laughs> or to start that tradition so that it's guaranteed. I mean, that's something I think I would do, whether it was, you know, conscious, like subconscious or not. I think it's because she because I would it's almost like, oh, my God, don't tell me. Tell me, you know, like, <laughs> oh, stop. But don't stop. Just keep telling me. Wait. OK. Here is another example of why I think this person that wrote this article is a shit stirrer. Okay. Okay. If you could, this is, they want parents asking kids, if you could only eat (laughs) three things for the rest of your life, what would they be? And me, I'd be like, not this dry ass cornbread stuffing that you made. How about that? (laughs) Yes. How about never broccoli? No, thank you. But just, I feel like it's bad. Kids looking around the table, they're going to start naming things there that people spend all day making. And, you know, they scream, not grandma's grandma's weird cranberry relish. And she's like, okay, I'll just go, you know, leave now. Thank you. Yeah. Not this stuffing with raisins in it or some shit. I don't like when people fuck with stuffing, Sarah. And I know that might be controversial. It's just how I feel. No, I agree with you. I am a I'm a huge fan. I'm talking traditional, normal stuffing. I don't like cornbread stuffing. I should because I'm from the South, but I'm sorry that I don't. Take away my Arkansas card if you want. But <laughs> I I do enjoy regular, just a just a real my Aunt Linda makes such good stuffing. And I could I mean I could just yeah. eat a whole plate of that and do nothing else with my life. Yeah. No, I can. You, you're tearing up. I can see the passion. I love just a regular stuffing. I'm giving it fucking stovetop. I, I just I don't like when people my mom. Well, this is sort of funny. I love my mom more than the world. OK, <laughs> disclaimer. So she's also coming with me to my friends. So it's me, my mom and Mark going to my friends because it's just a couple of us this year. And my mom was my mom's a kind of in the area uh, renowned. Is that the right word? She's amazing maker of homemade pies. And she always has been my whole life. So she's making like three pies. But she also wanted to make like another dish. So she was talking to my friend. And when I talked to my mom, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make something with like a hot oyster casserole and I was like I'm sorry what and I forget what it's called not like I'm thinking like clams because you know but something with oysters I'll come come up with the name of it eventually but I know it's hot and I know there's like breadcrumbs involved and you bake it I was like mom and she told me how when she was a little girl that her her grandmother used to make this and I was like that's wonderful news and I love that you have that memory but like no one fucking wants to eat hot gooey 
cum guzzly slippery baked oysters that's going to be at this Thanksgiving. I know that that's a nice memory. She does that a lot, though. And so I literally said to her, I was like, do you think that's like the best? You know, like you're really good at a lot of different things. Like, do you, why? Why that? You know, and then she's like, well, I don't know. I just, you know, and I was like, I don't. I First of all, I know Mark won't touch it. I, I we, There's a person there we don't know. I know my friend's son's not going to touch it. He's got a newborn baby. Newborn babies don't eat that. I mean, it, the whole thing's a nightmare. The point is, she she she's the sort of lady who would put some weird shit in a stuffing if she found a good <laughs> recipe and be like, oh, this will. Oh, my God, this is amazing. You put, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Craisins and all the bullshit. And I would just be like, no, thanks. Right. Yeah. Sorry. That was a real rant. But no, I, I like I haven't told anybody rant. about that. No, I feel I think, listen, I think this is the whole point is for us to work. We have conversation starters. And what did it start? It started something. It started some real feelings in you. Yeah, it did. Um, it did. Before we go, so we are going to keep doing bonus content um, for Thursdays, like we said. So we're going to go over to Patreon from here, which Mary found a really solid article with suggestions of 33 fun things to do on Thanksgiving besides eat and watch football. And we are going to probably just rip into those for a good Mm -hmm. half hour for us, your bonus Thursday Patreon content. So please join us over there. Um, But before that, I'm going to I just want you to ask me, Mary, mm-hmm. um, it's three, four, the fifth question down under parents to ask kids of all ages. <laughs> I want you to ask me that question. I'm going to give you my answer. And that's how we're going to end, end our suggestions for conversation starters for the holidays. Okay. Hey, um, Sarah, if you could redo yesterday, what would you do? I would have not accepted the invitation to this dinner. (laughs) I would have told you guys I had a horrible virus and not been here right now. And then I would turn my toes towards the door as we learned in another conversation, starter conversation we have is you point your toes towards the door to let people, you know, want let people know you want out of a conversation. And then I would, um, put on my my sneakers that I turned into when I turned into my favorite <laughs> shoe and I'd run. Ah, oh, the flash of curls just tearing ass out of the room. <laughs> I love it. That's what it uh, would be. Oh, uh, should I ask this- you that question so that you can give me your answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um hey Mary, and I wanted to do it like I ask you. I actually want it to be just two adults acting like this is a fun conversation to have at a holiday. Hey, Mary, if you could redo yesterday, what would you do? Probably text you that bootleg positive COVID test I downloaded and then chickened out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, we're more like conversation enders is kind of where we end up yeah, in this situation. I know. I know. No. And you know what, Sarah, I'm lying. I, I, I would want to, at least talk about these things with you today. You would? Yeah. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. Um, okay, you guys, this was just a fun, light Thursday episode, little break from reality TV. We hope you enjoyed it. We are going to keep doing a lot of fun stuff until the Married at First Sight season renews in 
like two days. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's coming fast. No, we're gonna we're gonna do some movies. We'll do some topics. We're gonna do some holiday movies. We'll probably recap some things that are trending on Netflix. We'll do all the things. So stay here. Join us every Thursday. There was two more cast interviews to air still after um, the Mitch one that we did today. And join us on Patreon for some bonus content right now. Are you my podcast? 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 